Ah, the spring. Birds are chirping, grass is growing, people are walking around with surgical masks all over their face. Gee, it's definitely been a while since I've been on Earth. Oh, you're probably wondering what exactly is going on here. Well, last week, if you listened to the end of the program, we got something called a day pass, which, according to the laws of the underworld, is good for exactly one hell day, or for some bizarre reason, 36 days. So I'm not gonna have a new telehell for you until April 5th. But according to the terms of this day pass, it says that I'm supposed to spend some of this time to spread the word about what we do. Well, I've been at this for a few months now, but even I know that podcasts have to promote themselves in unique ways. And one of those ways is something that we did just a couple days ago with another podcast. That's right, we did a crossover. But not just with anyone. Something you may not know about me is that I'm a big fan of Saturday Night Live, and have been ever since I was nine years old. I've been there for Saturday Night Live, just as it's been there for me up until I was dragged to hell. But that's another story. So, I figured, as long as I'm on the surface, what better way to help cross-promote myself than to team up with a podcast that is just about as devoted to Saturday Night Live, or SNL as people call it, as I was. Fortunately, I was able to find one of those shows, and they were happy to let me on to talk about an episode from all the way back in 1984. And as a special treat, I'd like to present to you a special preview of the very show that we did, and if my timing is correct, it's probably online right this second. So, here now is just a small taste of what to expect on a special crossover edition of a show that I enjoy very much, That Week in SNL. Let's roll on into the show. We got our cold open. It's the St. Patrick's Day wrap-up. We got, uh, it's St. Patrick's Day, and Saban Juicy Cahill, played by Mary Gross, is on the scene at a bar to talk to people celebrating Pearl. Well, now, who are you supposed to be, my dear sweet Rosie O'Grady? Oh, no, um, I'm Queen Esther. (laughs) Queen Esther? I I don't know that one. And I'm King Ahasuerus. So, um, Purim. I don't know what Purim is. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying right now I'm going to use Old Farmer's Wikipedia for uh, what exactly it is, because even I don't know what the hell Purim is until just a couple seconds ago. And I quote, According to the Book of Esther, Harman, or I'm sorry, Haman was the royal vizier to King Ahasuerus, presumed to be Xerxes or Artaxerxes of Persia, uh, he planned to kill all the Jews in the empire. Well, this is looking like a light kind of <laughs> topic already. <laughs> his plans were foiled by Mordecai and Esther, his cousin and adopted daughter, who had risen to become queen of Persia. The day of deliverance became a day of feasting and rejoicing. And this is where you put in the clip from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. There was much rejoicing. Yay! Yay! So, uh, yeah, it's I can see the parallels between that and St. Patrick's Day. Why not? <laughs> Well, that helps because, uh, yeah, Julia and, and Brad Hall come out, and, uh, yeah, she's Queen Esther, and uh, I, I I couldn't even take a note on what Brad Hall was playing there. Let me just say it one more time. It's King Ahasuerus, mm. but they spell it, but it's, it's spelled A-H-A-S-U-E-R-U-S, so I could be just acting a little extra Yiddish just for the hell of it. <laughs> but that that is uh, who it is. By the way, it's it's. It, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Julia there, because at the enlightened age of nine years old, I, 
I, I was starting to watch Seinfeld reruns because it was starting, I think, being syndicated that year. It totally blew my fucking mind to know that back then she was a cast member on SNL. I, I'm, I'm watching this and I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, is that the girl from Seinfeld? Holy shit. <laughs> I didn't say holy shit at nine years old because I was nine years old and that could still be punishable to some people, but I digress. Uh, but yeah, just uh, seeing her there, just like, wait, what? <laughs> just it, it, it just really blew my mind back then. So. And I think it still took people a long time to even realize, like, oh, wait, she was on SNL? When? What? What years are those? Yeah. To hear the remaining 102 minutes of how that went, feel free to check out That Week in SNL. It's available wherever all podcasts can be heard, including on Libsyn and on Apple Podcasts, among many others, of course. And big thanks to the host of that program, one Mr. Andrew Dick, and yes, that is his real name, and also to Tim Sakali, who even though he wasn't in the episode with us, I'm sure he's still a good guy nonetheless. Now... Let me just check my uh, day pass checklist here. Cross promote with a show, check. And it says create goodwill with listeners is next on the list. Well, we've kind of been doing something to hopefully increase goodwill, and we'll let you know the results of that in our next dispatch. Until then. If it's not in telehell, it's not worth a damn. Telehell will be back with new episodes starting on April 5th. But until then, catch up on the rest of the shows at telehell.libsyn.com and also Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, a bunch of things you can find just by Googling us. And this just in, we're now included on the iHeartRadio app.